This is a Rooster Teeth production. In Seattle, Washington, word spread of a local phenomenon, a vending machine with no owner that dispenses sodas at random, some of which have been out of production for years. Before anyone could find out more information, the machine disappeared. Today, we discuss the puzzling mystery soda machine. This is Red Web. Welcome back to Red Web. I'm Trevor Collins. That's Alfredo Diaz. And we love mysteries. Every Monday, new mystery. This one... Yes, we very, do. Very reminiscent of Polybius, I will say... This one ah, does Gre- exist, though. The Greek god. Yeah. yeah. Of? Polybius. Of mm, um, comfort. giving. Of, of the giving tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Christian, you can hear that. You can, you can hear the typing. He just confirmed it. Yeah, go I ahead did, and yeah, yeah. increase the gain on these mics. See it right here. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I heard a single click. Well, it's a silent keyboard. That was, man's uh, arms yeah. are firmly we, crossed. We, 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 we upgraded this man to silent. <laughs> <laughs> we this man is not typing <laughs> anything that you were saying. No, no, silent keys. Polybius, the god of the giving tree. Yeah, this is like an urban legend, and it's it's really interesting. You know, like... Every episode, I feel like lately, since we've gotten back into the office, uh, we've been pushing the boundaries on some of the topics we cover. Gets me really jazzed about this every week. And so this one is no different. This one's the mystery soda machine. It showed up in Seattle. It's been around for quite some time, except for recent years in which it disappeared. And we'll talk about where it was, what it was, how it was. So it's been around for a hot minute. It wasn't just a like good a, long minute, yeah. Oh, interesting. Hasn't popped up anywhere else. That's the question. That's these are questions you don't you don't have to answer them, but these are just questions that are popping up in my head. Mm-hmm. Have they? Has it appeared anywhere else? Mm-hmm. And is it just soda? I think it's just soda. That's it. Yeah, we'll walk through kind of like Random. the loose history of it, but this one, as with kind of the previous week, is is more conversational. We'll find our way okay. along the way. But why don't we talk about? This soda machine, all right? It was placed, originally found in Capitol Hill, Seattle. For those of you, shout out to Seattle and Washington at large. Never been there, but I heard it's cloudy. Um, Beautiful summers, but cloudy otherwise. It's very uh, cloudy, dim, um, lots of rain. Lots of rain. Uh, Pike Place, though. Fantastic clam chowder. Yeah? Yeah, Seattle. I've never had clam chowder. What? I, I always thought, I don't know what chowder is. Christian, you look at him the way you look at me. <laughs> what the heck? Am I, am I supposed to be raised on the chow? I mean, what's, what's clam chowder chow anyway? is good. You get that in a bread bowl. Yeah. It's just like, there's chowder with, by with, Panera. with, you know, chunks. Of, yep. Yeah, bread bowl. <laughs> yeah, the Panera, the inventor of the clam chowder. Mm-hmm, the classic restaurant. You get that in a bread bowl, you know what I mean? Soaks into it. You take the top part that they cut off and you just break pieces off, scoop them. It's delicious. What do they do with the hollow part? Are they throwing that out? The cookie? I mean, I kind of giving it I, to you. I love bread. Yeah. So I just eat it because you get a little bit of the. Well, don't um, they hollow it out for you? Put the soup in, give it to you, and then you're yeah. like, where's my good stuff? Where's the insides? Well, do do you they give the, you a little do you have the fluff top orb? That they, that they hollowed out, that they cut out from? Yeah. They don't really like hollow it. I mean, they hollow it like out, the pumpkin but guts. the top has all the like bread filling gotcha. attached to like it. Like a cylinder, clean, it goes. Yep. Sucks right out and they set it aside and you Excellent. can just scoop it up. And I'll, I'll eat half that bread because I love bread. 
<laughs> bread is good. Bread is is the foundation of the food pyramid. So coming back to Seattle after the chowder, eat your bowl of chowder, then come back here. Capitol Hill is where we're at. Nobody knows who placed this machine outside of the uh, Broadway locksmith shop on John Street. If you're interested, if you're local, that's where it is or was, I should say. And then who continued to restock the machine? Because people would come out with their bags of quarters, looking for like patterns in this soda, seeing what they're going to get. Because oh, interesting. when it was first placed in like the 90s, it's... it's What the hell? So it's been out there for a hot minute. It's been out there for a while. We don't know exactly when, because it first showed up sometimes in the 90s. You know, it had that vintage charm. It had this old look to the machine. It had a Coke button, a Mountain Dew button, a Pepsi button. And then I think it had five or six buttons. And then one of them was a mystery. And if you hit that mystery button, every now and then you would get an old soda that had been discontinued that would be very hard to get. So that's how it starts. It has these like established sodas and a random button. USA Today claims that it was established, this machine was established when the locksmith shop was established in 86. Though other sources like Seattle Times say, no, this was about 10 years after that that the machine was placed. So we don't really know when it was placed there. Doesn't the like locksmith know then? I, I, Wouldn't you he would be think, like, I, I work here, yo, I own this that place. That dude probably has the machine in his, like, yeah. got the keys. But he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't. Man, this is some real viral marketing for a locksmith. Here's my uh, yeah. Here's my other question. Um, the random sodas that were dispensed that has been discontinued. Mm-hmm. Are they from like a particular company? No, because like I don't know, man. Like there there was Mountain Dew Whiteout in there. There were some other novelty sodas. Here's what it looks like, by the way. It was all graffitied oh. up like that at the bottom. Oh God, I wouldn't want to take soda from this. I mean, that's the outside. The inside could be like glistening yeah, chrome. For, for sure. It just looks gross. Oh, I mean, like, there's like six mystery buttons. Like, yeah. almost every button is mystery. Yeah, they eventually updated it after it had been around for a while for all the buttons to be a mystery. But for now, we're going to talk through the kind of, because I'm just jumping all over the place. We're going to talk through the history of the machine. Then we're going to talk about some of the sodas that were in it what the offerings were, how it turned to all mystery, and then what the mystery button contained, and how people tried to like search for patterns in those sodas. Weird. And then we'll move on to theorize who perhaps owns this machine, why it's there, and even why it disappeared for a minute. This, like, the picture of this machine is, it's just the machine is so dirty, I feel like the, the paper's dirty. Yeah, you want to wash your hands after touching so, it. I mean, it's so disgustingly dirty. It's this been around this machine. <laughs> I mean, it it looks is not lavish at all oh, whatsoever. Yeah. It looks unlike most vending machines that you might recognize, I mean, listeners. Really like really beat up. Yeah, it's like an old school looking vending machine, but mm-hmm. it's really beat up. It's got dirt marks all over it and a ton of graffiti, especially on the second oh, photo. Oscar top dogs. Yeah. Yeah, get some, uh, you know, so after you get your mystery soda, there's a some writing on here that says Oscar's Top Dogs. You get a hot dog yeah. after that, you know? I I drove, uh, sidebar, I drove driving on the highway in Austin. There was a, someone threw up graffiti and they had like 
like their you like I said YouTube or on you know, something like that. And I'm like people are starting to tag their ads. People are tagging their YouTube channels. <laughs> Yo. That's like, how you get found, that's man. You get, yeah, I was like... Cops uh, roll up in your comment section like, love the, the video, <laughs> we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, how? this isn't okay. That's like, weird. You can't... One, start tagging my address. Yeah, one, like, it's not... You're not really going to grow. I mean, you just don't grow a channel like that. It's like you were, you're the same type of person that goes in someone's like Twitch chat and goes, hey, come watch me. And it's like, well, everyone's here to watch that person. Like, it's right. kind of weird to diverge from that. Also... How can it be successful? It will never be successful. Even if you had a ton of people that are like, I'm going to follow and subscribe. Crazy. Um, like, you're going to get got, right? Because It's then- guerrilla marketing, okay? Maybe, maybe I'm not out here for a Big Mac at the McDonald's yeah. drive-thru. Maybe I'm out here trying to find <laughs> the next Twitch hit. There's no... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's no room for success there. You're, you're like, just- hi, can I get your order? Yeah, uh, you could, but then I saw this really <laughs> hot tag, and I think yeah. I'm going to go follow this person on Twitch, and I'm going to go home hungry. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this this machine, let me describe it to to the task force at home. You know, most machines are either the fancy ones with the full glass that you can see all the beverages. You put B6 and a soda falls out and gets all flat. Then you got the uh, the ones where you got the big plastic front or vinyl or whatever that is where it says one big soda brand and all the buttons down the yeah. right side. This one, I don't really know what the angle was. A lot of the, the ones at this time had this wood front panel. This one here instead has either a plastic or metal black front. Like, so the bottom two thirds are all plain. It's just plain looking. Yep. It's got a bunch of graffiti on it. We got the six buttons kind of concentric to the top third. And then the upper third or quarter or so is is the only spot relegated to promoting a specific soda, in this case, Coke. And then you got obviously your coin slot on the left side. So it's a, it's a very vintagey machine, not super common. And so that kind of has helped sleuths try to figure out the origin of this machine, perhaps who knows, like maybe from that information, you can extrapolate some possible suspects or places of origin, but this is just a very unique machine. Uh, it's a, I think people might've refurbished this one or like it has some slightly different paneling as compared to other ones at the time. So it's hard to know if this is modified or just rare or what have you, but yeah, just a vintagey looking machine. I feel like it's just like the owner going, hey, I own a bunch of these. It'd be cool to just have one or yeah. have these mystery buttons. And it's whatever like old like ecto cooler, like whatever random like older sodas and drinks I can get my hands on. Yeah. And that's it. And then it became this thing. And then the guy went, I'll keep it a mystery. Yeah, I'll play I, that's up what I'm it. thinking. That's what I think for a lot of these like yeah. in your face mysteries. It's just it became, became kind a of thing. a urban legend kind of thing that's right in front of you that you can yeah. go interact with and then whoever owns it's like oh this is fun yeah because this isn't like anything i mean it's got that's... a facebook page oh someone updates the facebook page so i mean there's someone behind yeah it. there's someone behind it and they're like really uh hamming it up now or maybe it's the machine itself oh maybe this machine's God. from the future and it's got like the singularity AI within it. This is the bad guy. He's like, I'm looking for an Ethernet port. Yeah. I want to live. Oh, oh, jack me into the system. <laughs> Once they get Cat Seven, I'm free. This is the bad guy for the new Matrix. But yeah, let's let's dive back into like some of the history on this machine. Uh, the soda machine at one point was broken into and emptied out, which resulted in someone bolting it to the poles nearby. So it basically couldn't be yoinked and stolen yeah. because it became like people were like, well, this machine has such cool, unique sodas. I don't want to lose those sodas, nor do I want to lose the machine itself. 
so they locked it down to prevent it from being stolen. Seattle residents claim that the machine was rarely ever out of service as well, and when it happened to be, it was fixed very quickly, so it seems like whoever was maintaining this must have been close. And for some reason, I don't, I don't, uh, just at the top of the show, you mentioned, well, was it the locksmith guy? Come on. Like, it's gotta be that guy, right? I mean, he's like, I'm gonna drum up some business. Yeah. I mean, the, here's the thing. Maybe the How? first job will be opening this machine. And then no one thought about it. There you go. <laughs> no one thought to hire the man next door yeah. to open this up and see what's inside. The th well, the thing is, like, if this has been out for so long and it's gotten so much attention, mm -hmm. how is it that we, have never seen this being taken away or seen this being serviced. Right. That's my question. Because in a, in a day of modern surveillance, yeah. right, I mean, I'll, I'll be real. I think flash forward to 2018, this machine disappeared. So, I mean, quite recent. One would think that there's a security camera outside that you could kind of just look at this. Yeah. Uh, maybe some sort of CCTV or whatever. Because whoever's doing it might be doing it in the night. But that's where you have to suspend disbelief and go, well, is this machine alive? But that's, I mean, the real mystery of it is, how does one procure discontinued sodas? Or did this guy cook up a plan decades ago to be like, I'm going to stockpile Wild. some Yoohoo, and then when, when the time comes, when I feel it's right in my plums, I'm going to hook up an old machine and, and fill it to the brim. Wait, Yoohoo is still available, right? I picked something. Okay. <laughs> I picked, I picked okay. something I remembered from kindergarten. Okay. I, I, I had it, I had it I one time in kindergarten, and it was like a, a thin chocolate milk. I was like, yeah. you need to be replaced. No, I, I like it because I don't like too much chocolate. So the fact that it's thin chocolate milk gets me going. I'm like, yeah, it's not just pure chocolate. <laughs> it's just pure sugar. I'm like, get out all that pesky protein yeah, that I don't get want. Out, get out the pesky protein. <laughs> just give me the goods. As, you know what? You're a growing boy. You just need calories. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, I still drink Yoohoo. Oh. To make you feel better, they do still sell Yoohoo. Thank God. <laughs> I thought there would be a Yoohoo crisis. I'd have to start stocking up, head over to eBay, put know, down man. bids on Yoohoo. <laughs> we started talking about Tab, not in this podcast, so this will be new to the task force, but we started talking about Tab a few years ago in other productions we have going on, and then they killed Tab. So we might have just put an end date on Yoohoo, everyone. Yeah, we can Moratorium on YouTube. No, we don't we have can, to cut it. No, how else are we going to get headlines? Or voice? stock up. That's the mystery. Stock up? Someone that owns a vending machine Artificial like this. Artificial supply dry. Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Artificial yeah, yeah. supply dry. Supply dry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look. You call you who they go, me. we're dry. We're like, damn, I thought you guys were dripping in you liquid. Thin. It's a thin liquid. It's, yeah. And dry. <laughs> Delicious. Anyway, we got to get that supply dry going. All right, last piece of note there. The machine rarely was down, right? And it also rarely malfunctioned. But much like an old vending machine, sometimes it would eat your bills. It eat your oh. quarters. So, you know, you roll up, try to get a, yourself a dollar drink. It's dollar now. Inflation hit hard in 2014 on this machine, as we'll discuss in a second. But uh, put your dollar in. Sometimes you're not going to get your mystery soda. Oh, that's that's the part of the mystery role. That's part of the mystery. Oh, what random like nostalgic <laughs> drink will and I have no money. This this soda is gone. <laughs> yeah. And I have no money. So I talked about the machine. I talked about how it was like a unique layout. And for those at home who might know more about soda machines and kind of brands therein, a lot of people believe that this machine could have been made by Vendo, Lacrosse, or Dixie Narco. 
They all had models that were similar to this one, and they're all vending machine manufacturers that were popular at the time. But again, that's the mystery. No one really knows for sure the origin of this particular machine, in addition to where the sodas come from or who is kind of operating it. A sport making vending machines. I knew a guy that owned a couple of vending machines. So when, when I was a kid, one of my first jobs was to go on vending machine runs and empty out all the coins and refill all the snacks. Oh. As a kid, that was the best job because you could yeah. like, you're like, look at all, you think you have so much money. Yeah. And it's just a heavy sack of nickels yep. and, and a yep. bunch of ones. You're like, so your mom's like, money. where are you going, honey? And I'll be like, mom, watch the innuendos. I'm only 10. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but hey, I got some free famous Amos on top of it. So, you know, tips, you know, <laughs> gratuity is appreciated. <laughs> Yay, tips. <laughs> tips. Anyway, I was broke that summer. <laughs> um, hey, uh, you want some free candy bars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the guy, I didn't even know the guy. He just picked me up and we went around. No, um, so let's talk about the pricing on this machine for some reason. So the pricing, I think that this is an interesting piece of the mystery because up until 2014, it stayed at a very precise 55 cents per soda. It's like, that's like 20 to 30 years of 55 cents. That's insane. You gotta be losing like a nickel, then a dime, and then yeah. two dimes. You can't just go pulling sodas off the and shelf then with two that. two dimes and a nickel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we've done the math thing again where you've confused yourself and I somehow blacked out what you said. <laughs> Christian's just, <laughs> Christian doesn't know what to say. Um, anyway, those were the, uh, I think you just announced what the coins in Harry Potter are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in 2014, times were tough. They raised the price to 75 cents. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's Damn, interesting bro. to me. Yeah. Right. It's interesting to me that they raised it so late. Right, because 75 cents was pretty standard even when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, the owner was probably just like, Damn, man. I'm just losing, at cost. I'm losing. A dime and two nickels at a time. Stop. Stop. A dime and two nickels at a time. This is watching your thought process. You can say, you can say 20 cents. I don't want to say 20 <laughs> cents. Like, I don't want to say 20. I want to break it down yeah. into pieces. <laughs> that could be six and two thirds Just think threes. About it. <laughs> Twice over, two dimes, four nickels. How many threes is that? 6.66 repeating, <laughs> sir. Anyway, but yeah, and then in 2018, in January, Seattle initiated uh, this, you know, has hit the news all over the nation. Sugary drink taxes were a big talking point at this time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to go yeah, get, you yeah. can't go get your 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 dollar 64 ounce from the uh, the Speedway anymore. You, it turns into a dollar 15. You're like, ugh. I gotta carry change now? Anyway, it was a big thing, and so they raised it to a dollar. Unless you're here in Texas where you go, please, just, do you have any small cups? And they, and go, they go, shh, shh. I had you at please. And yeah. then they hand you a... A tub. <laughs> and then they hand you a bucket. <laughs> Who drinks this much soda? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's no variation in pricing across the different sodas. It took until recent years to raise the price, which I think is interesting. I, and, and if nothing else, this tells me that whoever's running this is doing it just for the sake of perpetuating a story or perpetuating the intrigue of it. I think that they might be like a soda collector that is just intrigued by this phenomenon, the fact that it has some sort of grassroots urban lore feel to soda it. Soda collector, crazy. Yeah, putting their private collection on 
display or on on public on sale, I guess, yeah, for fifty five yeah, cents uh, on sale. But yeah, let's talk about now. You asked earlier some of the mystery sodas that are in it. So as I mentioned, when it first hit the corner, it had six buttons on it, five of which dispensed very name brand centric sodas, the, the ones you'll recognize: Coke, Mountain Dew, Pepsi, the like. But then there was the mystery button, which would dispense a soda at random. As time went on, the soda-specific buttons continued to be replaced with mystery buttons as this kind of built up into a bigger mystery. People were mostly coming to smash that mystery button, and so they said, yeah. well, why not just lean into the forte and make them all mysteries? And that's when 2014 rolled around. That's exactly what it was. It was just a mystery machine. Some of those mystery sodas included, and this doesn't sound like a very rare assortment, but let's get through it here. Mountain Dew Whiteout. Do you remember that one? That was yeah, one of the... Uh, the voting ones. It was like up against Voltage, Whiteout, and then I think a red one, right? Weird. You drink and you vote. There was Raspberry Nesty Brisk. Hawaiian Punch was another canned beverage that was offered in this machine, as well as uh, various assortments of Fanta. We had strawberry, pineapple, grape, others. And then there was Hubba Bubba Soda. You ever had Hubba, Hubba Bubba? No. Does it just taste like bubble gum? I think I've heard of it, Christian, but I don't know what Hubba Bubba, Bubba is. Bubba. Hubba Bubba Soda? Yeah. Also, grape-flavored drinks can just stop. Grape flavor can just stop. It can. It's, grape-flavored it's, candy? It's not grape. And it's, it's not great. It's not great at all. I like eating grapes. Like you Give me oh, a whole yeah. handful of grape. I'll wash them and mm -hmm. pluck them right off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Succulent. But... <laughs> succulent the emphasis on that like, mm. you know like I'm eating them now mm. I'm just thinking about grapes right now <laughs> uh, but grape flavored soda candy <laughs> gross yeah these I mean these don't sound super rare but I gotta be honest I don't know when the last time I saw any of these in a can was yeah exactly I mean, even Hawaiian Punch. Just looking at the Hubba Bubba alone, yeah. it began life in 1987, was discontinued in the 90s. And yeah, it was supposed to taste like bubblegum using snow cone flavoring. Oh. That's disgusting. Yeah. Bubblegum was a flavor that you can tolerate, but you're not supposed to consume. That's why you just mack around in your mouth a little yeah. bit and then you spit it out. I don't know. I'm not really interested in consuming volumes of bubblegum flavor. No. But that's just me. Now I'm just offering reviews on these sodas yeah. without <laughs> having them. <laughs> But what else, Christian? Were there other sodas? Maybe some like more obscure ones that folks might recognize that we can dig into? Let me. Maybe various more. teas, perhaps. How about just water? Yeah, <laughs> just a canned water. Were there any empty cans? Uh, there's also those canned storage devices that you can roll, like scroll open the bottom, right? Like a like a twist cap. You can store stuff in it. Any of those in there? Any fake cans hiding paraphernalia? And imagine if it just dispensed like a diamond. <laughs> Yo, one can in What's the wrong? one can in the back's just got a like That's a, a good idea. mine's got a rattle to it. Oh, oh <laughs> I swallowed something hard. That oh. Would, oh, that would well. Then you gotta wait to poop it out. What do you think, <laughs> What do you think the largest diamond accidentally swallowed was? Oh man! Oh, there you go. There's the typing. Don't worry about it. You guys. Yeah, he's googling it. He's yeah, looking. He's googling. Now, after and, that, do, and did they know about it so they could like you know get oh, out the sieve for the toilet you know and go fishing? Yeah. Or did they did What's it just the pass? Largest. What does diamond and poop look like? Yeah, I mean, I, if, it's on, if, it's, if it's on the periphery, does it maintain a polish, or 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 what if it's like swallowed into the mid? You two are more than welcome to look that up yourself. I'm not doing that one. 
I like being in a person. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, like I said, this episode is super interesting because this this machine does exist and just contains so many unknowns. But it's such a fun one because it's lighthearted. There's no one yeah. dying. There's no monster around the corner. And it's just open-ended, loose-ended. I, I love this kind of stuff. That way, you know, we get to just chat a little bit. It's know? not there anymore. It's not there anymore. Found a couple other mystery flavors that it would spit out. It would do... It says it was rumored to give uh, vanilla Cokes, black cherry frescas, and sun-kissed cherry limeade. Ooh. Now I want some of that. We are in a spoiled age where a lot of these sodas, we have to remember at the time of this machine being hot, being out there, being like growing, a lot of these sodas were temporary. They were marketing gimmicks that would be a flash in the pan and then life would move on. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, we're digging back into the nostalgia of vanilla Coke and cherry Coke and all this other stuff and bringing them back and, and diversifying our soda portfolios again. But at this time, it was like there was the big staples and then there was a couple of fun flavors and then they would disappear. And so we have to remember a lot of these sodas stopped manufacturing even in the 80s that were showing up in this machine. That's really why this machine started to get so popular in the 90s and beyond was because they weren't sold because a lot of these sodas weren't sold in the U.S. or weren't even being made at the time. You, you got to think that the person that owns this machine that's doing this whole mystery soda giveaway is somewhere in the chain of like the soda empire you know what i'm saying like the soda distribution line soda king mm-hmm. mm. this goes to the top it, go, it might go all the way up to john cola <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep it straight <laughs> You said it was such a deadpan, like, when, when I was like, oh, to the top, you went, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, like, the look on his face as he was like, I'm about to blow the lid off this thing. <laughs> it's always a John, too. Always. John Cola. Damn. Damn. Task Force, we got him. <laughs> we got him. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, they either have to have someone or they must have just procured a bunch of sodas and stockpiled That's them. so random. It is. I mean, then yeah, I mean. There must be someone out there, you know, Be Beanie Babies came through. They said, I'm going to store these. Someone, Pokemon cards came through. They said, I'm going to store these. I'm still collecting Pokemon Giant cards. sodas came through and someone said, That's me. That's yeah, my game. That's my thing. And I they love sodas. Yep. They never like. popped off. And so he said, I guess I got to unload these before I will them to my children. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, then these sodas started popping out. Now, this is where the theories really start to stretch. And this is, Christian, why I wanted to ask about more of these sodas, if possible. Because this is where fact and fiction start to blur a little bit. Because, again, this machine existed. Yeah. Factually, a lot of these sodas factually existed. Now, where it starts to become a little harder to trace is when they're saying, okay... We're theorizing as people that are going around this machine that are fans of this community are starting to say that this machine was haunted. Due what the hell? Of Guamin, yeah. <laughs> you you step back real quick. You're like, wait, that. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if people were getting some sort of experiences when they were getting random sodas, but and I don't know what kind of poltergeist you're dealing with when you just get expired sodas, but <laughs> yeah. people were saying like when I get it a soda, when I get a soda out of a machine that's expired 20 years or has been made in 20 years, I don't know if my first guess is to say haunted, but is, yeah, it is, is to go, what? Why? This is just weird. And that's really also, where it started it, to get attention. 
I mean, put this in the queue of questions for yeah. Christian to look up after uh, the poop one. Of course. Um, but how long until he's still neck deep in that? Yeah, one. he's he's, yeah, don't he's worry about it. He's I'm, sifting I'm through. learning a lot. <laughs> sifting through the bowels. He's a visual learner. Um, but like <laughs> he's on Google Images. How long does it take for soda to expire? So, and I know this off the top of my head, oddly enough, the sugary ones, just yeah. a regular soda, I think can be up to six months after the date on the bottom of the can, they say, is okay. like safe. The high sugar level allows, it like prevents bacteria for a while. No, diet ones are six months. Got it. Sugary ones are actually like what? upwards of a year or a year and a half. Because they're so oh. sugary, they're, they're prohibitive to bacteria. It's, it's one or the other, I think. I hope I didn't get it flipped. Even then, like, so then you're dispensing old sodas. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, no one's talking about the dates on these things. Were they actually manufactured 20 years ago? Or do these have modern dates on it so as to say that they were manufactured presently Oh my god. As a special run somewhere. Like, I'm curious about that. Just doing a quick look. Looks like Trevor, you almost had it. Uh, unopened sodas, Best Buy, it's typical range is between six to nine months. You know this boy went through college. I was pushing expiry dates <laughs> left and right. I'm still yeah. doing it to this day. I'm like, yeah. is this still good? This cheese well, two because, months on? I mean, I don't see anything on it. Used by, Best Buy, all this lingo. Yeah. Do you know? It's just, let me just eat it. Yeah. Throw it down my gullet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird smile. <laughs> He's got this, you got this look about you today uh, where your eyes kind of you kind of like tired smile. Your eyes <laughs> drift back as you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did find some supposed more mystery sodas that were dispensed. Yes, we, uh, please. I'll just read off the whole list. Get in there. Some. Mountain Dew Whiteout, Raspberry Nesty Brisk, Hawaiian Punch, Grape Fanta, Minute Maid Pink Lemonade, uh, Cherry Coke, Pineapple Fanta, Strawberry Fanta, Country Time Lemonade, Mountain <gasps> Dew Code Red, Cherry Dr. Pepper, Orange Crush, Squirt, and Sierra Mist. Squirt should have had a new name. I'm just Is saying. Is Orange that... Crush not available anymore? Is it not? It was it was one of the mystery ones at at minimum, right? You hit oh, the mystery yeah. button, you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, my it's still, that, yeah, it doesn't exclude things that you can actually probably still get. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm, and I've had an orange crush in like the past five years. Come on, man, this makes me feel like this is what's gonna make me feel old is the soda chat because I feel like my my knowledge of soda is time locked, and so if I walked into a gas station today to look over all the cans, I'd be like, oh dang, it's different. Like, I'm sure they have different sodas than I'm expecting, and yeah. they're missing ones that I would think are obvious. Oh, remember? Like Orange Crush. I don't know. Maybe that's not there. I don't yeah, know. True. But I could see that not being around anymore. Yeah. But I I still, I mean, that must have been somewhat recent. You remember when you were younger, you had like the, uh, it was like in a plastic kind of like looking bottle container. The little the barrels? Twist off. Oh, it's like twist. the Kool-Aid stuff. There was yeah, Kool Aid Christian made one of those. It's a uh, squeeze, squeezies, right? Looked it up. Squeezies? Yeah, squeeze. Just type squeeze bottle juice or something. Are you oh, talking I about think, those plastic? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, those boys. Yeah, Kool Aid made yes. one. Yeah, Kool Aid made one. Yeah, I think for the Kool Aid knockoff. I don't know. Squeeze called, it. I think. Squeeze it. Yeah. That's there it. There was one called Squeeze It, yeah. Man, I don't. I wish this soda machine didn't mysteriously vanish because I'd love to just take a, a trip over. And see what we got. A lot of people, so this is where the mystery really starts to open up into the blurred lines. Like I mentioned, you know, people started to look a little, perhaps too deep, depends on what you want to believe here. Damn. But people were looking as deep as like, they'd roll up with their bag of ones and they'd buy out this, This they must have emptied the machine. What the hell? Because they're like, they're coming through with tens of dollars 
And they're trying to see if there's a pattern to the sodas in this machine. And if from that pattern, they can decode some sort of meaning or some sort of message. And I appreciate that because you never know if this is an ARG or something. Dude, it could be. You know what I mean? You get the pattern. You solve the pattern. You get the keys to John's kingdom. You become... Just like the Santa Claus, it's you become, oh, yeah, you become, you become John Cola. John Cola. <laughs> you put on the suit and grow the beard and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then in June 2018, maybe it was the prices. You know, they spiked up from 75 cents to a dollar. Maybe, uh, maybe people started to boycott the machine. But in June of 2018, someone posted a note where the machines uh, used to stand, and that note said simply. Gone for a walk. Machina, the machine was running, and no one went and caught it. Yeah. No one laughed. Okay. No, you got to go catch <laughs> those machines. I mean, that happens to fridges all the time. <laughs> wow. Just up and left. Yeah. Disappeared. I don't know where it went. I'm sure the owner was just like, yoink. But yeah, no real, no real message behind it. It just added to the mystery. And it turns out that the soda machine even had a Facebook page. I don't know if it was created Christian at that time. Or if it had been around or if people just didn't find it until here at this point in time. But on this Facebook page, regardless, as he looks that up, it elaborated on the statement left behind saying that the machine was on a journey to find itself and maybe even take a shower. Reminiscent of the fact that it was an older machine, <laughs> seemed quite some wear and tear. Yeah, I mean, at that maybe it'll come back with a facelift. At that point, you expect it to come back. Right. That's, that's what it appears it's kind of teasing to be. you, right? Like a, like a, hey, I'm going to leave. For a little while and just come right on back okay i can see that the the page for the soda machine was created august 18th 2011. okay so quite some time ago at this point as far as the machine disappearing anyway do we know this is a like an official page i imagine it is i, I imagine a, it is too but. it's like a really ingrained fan account because yeah. there's a picture of the soda machine in the forest going hope you're having a great day <laughs> yeah that's one of the what the page does is they'll post uh, images of the, the machine photoshopped in different locations around the world. <laughs> what the hell? Well, glad to see the vending machine, you know, taking part in world tourism. Yeah. Day. Want to get out, see the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, as I got in here in my notes, that, that's a common trend at this point is to simply photoshop the machine somewhere, uh, usually on holidays like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter Pride whatever else might be going on at the time that they want to jump in on. Uh, as I mentioned, World Tourism Day even. Uh, more obscure holidays. But yeah, the reason for its disappearance, who's running it, all still very unknown. So let's talk a little bit about perhaps who runs it. And if you're curious, I found some more uh, rare slash discontinued sodas that were supposedly in the machine. Oh, yeah. They had lemon lime slice. Oh, wow, Slice. Pepsi AM, the Hubba Bubba soda we mentioned. Pepsi AM? Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, of course they did. Crystal Pepsi. Mm. You can still buy one of those old bottles on eBay. Ew. Yeah. Pepsi AM apparently existed for exactly one year from 1989 to 1990, and then was discontinued. Was it like coffee Pepsi? Like like Coke Black? A high... Because that's what Coke did. Yeah. Or was it just high caffeine, like Pepsi Max? It says it was a Pepsi Cola flavor that was test marketed in 89, advertised as a morning drink. Yeah, it says cola with 28% more caffeine, so I guess it's just higher caffeine. Dang. That's gross. I mean, that's what Max is, except Max doesn't have calories as well. 
Holy hell. That was my go-to in college. I mean, like, kind of smart on them to be like, hey, let's try and get into, like, coffee's market. Right. Right? It's like, but then again, it's like, just have the sugar, though. Mm-hmm. Right? And granted, people, most people put sugar in their coffee, but... I don't know. I think they were just, yeah, it's clever, but the hump on convincing people to turn a sugary soda into a morning beverage, that's a big jump for me, personally. Yeah. But let's talk about the, albeit brief search for the person who runs this machine. We'll talk about some of the angles that people in Seattle took to try to find who might have been behind this. But again, to reiterate, the upkeeper, the person maintaining this machine, completely unknown. As you put before, wouldn't you think the locksmith owner at the store nearby would know because it's been there for like 32 years or something? Well, it turns out whoever runs the the owner of the shop does not know. I'm not going to name drop them just in case he's still there or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they, they couldn't figure out who was responsible for it. And I'm sure they spent most of the first few years just going, eh, that's just, why would you turn your head at a machine? Right? You just like, yeah. you see so many, they're probably just like, eh, whatever. And so they never thought to give it a second look or give it intentional eyes. Like, oh, so wait, weird. late and see. All those, all those years, not one person walked in and went, man, that's a, that's that famous soda, soda machine. I mean, they must have, right? But how does, after all these years, no one see one person restocking it or yoinking it in the night? Like, that's just what I'm caught on. It's built into the wall. But someone's got to, like, unbuild it from the wall. You know what I mean? (laughs) Even if that were true. So the owner maintains their anonymity 30 years on. But the closest I think we've ever gotten to figuring out who might have owned this machine was via writer Jessica Lee. She was a writer for the Seattle Times, and she reached out to the city officials to inquire about a permit, a license, etc. Right? You can't just waltz around with a vending machine in yeah. your pocket. You got to get some sort of literature for that thing. Yep. But when city officials had responded to Lee, they informed her that they had zero records regarding the machine's ownership or its placement. What and the so hell? now all I know is we have a criminal on our hands. Yeah. We have a case to solve yep. to put this kind man behind yeah. bars or woman. How dare you just dispense these old sodas and bring joy to people around the planet? Right. I mean, you, uh, that's a joke. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm. But it's true. You can't just go dispensing expired sodas. Like yeah. you, you need some sort of FDA sort of license to sell food and product in general, right? How this person get away with doing this for so long? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe they, I'm going to put this out there. You heard of those uh, mini houses? Just tiny houses? Yeah, you heard of tiny houses? You heard of like micro apartments? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Bending machine. Right under our nose this whole time. This guy's living in the machine. Okay. Mm. Getting thought, sustenance off. I thought he might have been going there. I thought that was going somewhere. I yeah. thought it. No, and when I, the I thought it was going there. And I was like, no going there. They place it on the ground, and mm-hmm. like a hatch opens up, and some two scraggly arms reach out and pull them inside. And when yeah. you put coins in, they just spit into the guy's face inside, and then he just reaches back behind himself to and dislodge one of the sodas that is propping him up, and yeah. he throws it into the drop slot. You know, you lick his hand, tastes like molasses. <laughs> <laughs> that now that is the story of John that's Cola. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, hey. calm down, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now I just like to think that uh some city official, when they reached out to figure out who this was, they were like, hey, you know what? You're right. There is no permit. And then uh 
And then they went, eh, we don't care. And then <laughs> John Garbage Truck came through and was like, we got to get rid of this. This doesn't belong here. Oh, and they just took the machine. Took it. Yoinked it and threw it away. And the guy went, oh, sh- snap. There goes finally, the whole thing. They finally came for me. I don't know. Papa Pepsi. <laughs> John Pepsi. <laughs> Papa Pepsi and Cameron Crush. <laughs> Cameron Crush. They came for me. Oh, hey, look. I'm the mystery that popped out of your soda machine. It's me, Trevor. Your, your mystery flavor of the week. Uh, here to talk to you directly into your ear holes, as always, about some housekeeping around Red Web and everything going on. You know we got the merch at store.roosterteeth.com. You know we got the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash redwebpod. But there's something new here and another way to support the show if you are so inclined. If you go to roosterteeth.com, we have a first membership subscription that you can get. And with that comes so many things. There's a lot of exclusive shows You get discounts in our store, a lot of other things offered there. But what I want to talk about now is the fact that you can get Red Web 24 hours early. So if you do become a first member, you support the show directly. It all comes to us and whatever you watch on the site. But once you have that, if you go to bit.ly slash firstrss, all caps, you will be able to then log in and get access to all of our podcasts 24 hours before they go live It is also ad-free, so you won't get to hear me talk directly to your ear holes every week, but that's okay, because you get it 24 hours early. So to recap, first membership, support the show, bit.ly slash firstrss, get it 24 hours early, ad-free. But with all that said, let's dive into some of our fantastic sponsors for this week. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you feel stuck in life and just want some help achieving your goals, BetterHelp is there for you. Whether it's job stuff, interpersonal dynamics, or even just dealing with the world right now, everyone can use a chance to unload. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or even live chat video sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. If you're bashful like myself, it makes it easy. It's much more affordable as well than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might be able to gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast, again, is sponsored by BetterHelp and RedWeb listeners. That's you, Task Force. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash redweb. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash redweb. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Burrow. The furniture company that's getting rid of all the worst things about furniture shopping. Say goodbye to the confusing assembly instructions and absurd shipping charges. Instead, Burrow built a furniture experience for the future with innovative design, premium materials, and seamless shopping. Burrow is a modern shopping experience. They've created a clean, easy-to-use website experience where you get to go and create and customize your own furniture without risking your closest relationships. You don't have to ask your friends to come over and manipulate all these pieces of furniture into place and then, oh, ha, I left over a leftover screw. Is this chair going to stay together? I don't know, but Burrow helps with all of that, so don't even worry about it. Burrow's got modular designs that are easy to move and made from durable materials like stain-resistant fabric and pet-friendly rugs. Burrow's in-house design team truly makes furniture that is as smart as it is stylish. Thanks again to the team at Burrow for supporting this show. Listeners, Task Force, that's you again. You can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash redweb. 
That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash red web for $75 off burrow.com slash red web. With that said, let's dive back into that soda machine. All right. Okay. But that's the story of the machine. Not a whole lot to go off of. We have as many facts as we're probably going to think, you know, we have as many facts as are going to help identify any through threads here, develop a motive, develop a pattern, develop like a profile of whoever this person is. Um, And then we have our theories that I want to go into, of which there are numerous. Oh. The first theory that I want to talk about is really interesting because I think it is very, very logical to what we were looking for, right? It's it's not the best theory because it's almost the absence thereof, but the theory states that it is owned or run at least by two yet-to-be-identified men. The reason why they're unidentified is because there is a Capitol Hill Seattle blog post with a relatively blurry photo of the machine, but it looks like you can see two men restocking the machine or checking the inventory or whatever. It looks like the machine is open. But unfortunately, despite those descriptors, we were unable to find this photograph. I mean, I would love to find it if we can. Task Force, your job is ahead of you. Let us know if you find it. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll retweet you and everything. But uh, but yeah, we just couldn't find it. It's always a damn blurry photo. Always blurry. The year's 2021 and we're still gonna have mysteries that come up with blurry photos. Right. My cell phone records in VHS format. Yeah. But yeah, so to kind of extrapolate on it, because that's the simple theory, is that it's either these two men that own it or that these two men are just kind of people that some other person, some third party hires to maintain this machine. That's what I would think. And keep it going. There's some sort of secret owner to check up on the machine. You know, these two people could have simply been investigating the machine. I guess we don't really know. Yeah. But I think that it's interesting to say the least because... Up until this point, I was like, well, how is there no photo with people at this machine? Turns out there kind of is, but I guess if it's a blurry one on the run, you never know if it's someone going, oh, I've heard of this mystery before, or I'm the guy, I'm John Cola, who owns this thing. Yeah, it just rolls up in a Coca-Cola suit, caresses the machine and says, good boy, walks walks away. (laughs) Keep doing your thing. What if this machine like has all the all the juices for every soda within it, you know? Good boy. It's a good boy. <laughs> what if this machine you walk up and it can make any any soda? It prints the label inside. It has all these different flavorings they have to, to amalgamate whatever you want. And it just looks old. I go to like five guys and they Oh, right, thing. with the touch screen yeah. and like, yeah, and it can do whatever. This would just be But it goes into looking. a cup. This goes into a can, seals it, and it looks old. So wasteful. It's very wasteful. And also, the question is why. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I was thinking like, you know, to what measures did this person try and conceal their identity? Because I mean, people have got to see, have to have seen this being serviced or taken away to be serviced or people coming in and restocking. And then you think that's, that's the moment where you, you just go, ha I gotcha. But then it's like, I, I don't know, some random guy hired us to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you could just hire different companies and then good luck racing it. But it seems like a lot of effort. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's not, that's, that's not the end all be all if you just catch someone restocking it. Yeah. 
I just thought about lining this thing with bear traps to see. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know where, no. why my mind went that way. Ah! <laughs> I just uh, wanted a squirt. You go, damn it. That's the 60th person. My my fault energy. <laughs> you know, the 60th person that we've trapped that just wants to get the soda. Is it Jolt or is it Volt? Volt. Or is it Volt? Jolt is Jolteon, which is a Pokemon. You... Just word associated your way into something that makes sense. <laughs> the next theory is interesting, um, and it's that this machine is a real-life SCP. Now, SCP is a whole realm that I would love to get into. It's it's hell? certainly based on fictional stories, but again, it's it's more fictional, but it tries to blur the lines between fiction and nonfiction, right? Very reminiscent of cryptids and the supernatural. SCP itself stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. And they are anything from individuals to entities to beings to locations to objects. They could be all sorts of things that violate natural law and they could pose danger to society because of their, their supernatural nature. What the hell? Um, for example, there's an SCP story about a, a stairwell that is basically infinite and goes down infinitely. Oh my God. Uh, and you kind of get stuck on it. It's only like two flights of stairs, but when you go on it, you end up caught in this oh, loop. Oh, terrifying. And you can never get off of the stairwell, and it just gets darker and darker until you start hearing noises, and then something comes for you. And so... Oh! Yeah, it's really interesting stuff, but it's a lot of, like, no-sleep stories, right? The yeah. subreddit, where a lot of it is just kind of fancy imagination, creative mm -hmm. writing, but a lot of people argue that it started from cryptids and started from reality, that some SCPs do exist and so you never really know where that line stands and that's what makes SCP so interesting and I would love to do more with SCPs uh, and just kind of outlining like what what different SCPs are and what their stories are but that'd be fun there is an SCP number 261 that this particular machine has been compared to and they kind of continue on to say that this machine this this mystery soda machine is the American counterpart to SCP 261 an SCP-261 is a large black vending machine with no front glass panel, and it has a small keypad on the right side, and it's from Yokohama, Japan. I'm not going to go into the full detail of the story, but similar to the Mystery Coke machine, nobody knows where this particular machine in Yokohama, Japan came from. Uh, the number that you type in on the SCP-261 has no correlation to which random snack or drink you receive, just like the Mystery Soda machine. And so some people say, okay, well, maybe this is the real life equivalent that yeah. that story is based on. Maybe this is relative SCP, something very similar to it. And that 261 does exist over in Japan. It's very interesting. I, I wanted to mention it because SCPs are honestly a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, they sound like a bunch of interesting stories mm -hmm. and tales to dive into. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's whole worlds developed like... I, I don't know. I could go on forever because there's a whole website that just outlines uh, file after file, like oh. case after case of all these like, do like very a, creative SCPs. Like an episode that has a handful of those. Yeah. That sounds dope. If we do, I want to make sure we get the writer's permission, right? Because it's oh, yeah. copyright and all that. But the next theory, very simple, is that the machine was removed from this location for construction purposes. And they build on that case by saying the Seattle Department of Transportation began sidewalk work right where the machine stood in 2018, which led people to believe, well, oh, yeah. obviously because of this work, it needed to be temporarily relocated. 
for the time being. Then that means someone must have contacted this person. Exactly. Which means the city would know who the heck owns this. Give them up, Seattle. Some Someone knows. That or they contacted the locksmith to say, do you know? And regardless, the machine's gone. But construction ended in 2019. The machine never really made its return. They keep teasing that it might return on their Facebook page. They keep implying it might come around as recently as 2020. But we'll see. When it's out, we'll send you. Get me a get me a Fanta. I'll get I'll get it for you. I won't <laughs> drink it though. Right. Because that's when the, that's how you imbibe the curse. Yeah. I won't I won't even take it on the plane with me. Oh, I'll, I'll mail gonna, it back. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna walk it back, but <laughs> mailing is much smarter. I'll mail it back. I've seen Final today. Destination. Uh, news in today as the FedEx plane <laughs> flies out of the sky. Yeah. The only surviving package, this strange soda. You know, I've seen Final Destination. I know yeah. how that ends. Okay. Dang, you're going to have all sorts I of know premonitions how, like, with all that. all five of them in. <laughs> um, speaking of Final Destination, if we were, say, Red Web crew, mm-hmm. three of us taking a plane trip to go check out, I don't know, uh, where like a cryptid lives, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're right as. Maybe like five minutes before the plane takes off. I get up frantic, sweating. <laughs> and say okay. you saw something like say, you had a vision? I say I had a vision. We got to get off this plane. Would you guys get off? I think they would make you get off. And then I, based on... Would you get off with but me? But based on your demeanor, mm-hmm. I would know if you were freaking out seriously or freaking mm-hmm. out fake. No, it wouldn't be... A, it, I and was, if it, it was, was real, I'd be like, seriously I'll step out. off. I'll step you, off step with off? you. Yeah. For no, sure, even so. if you were joking, I'd step off. I'm not chancing that. Yeah. No, thank you. No. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah, it I'm depends off. on... I'm if you off. said you, you, you had a vision... That I'm off. Yeah, if you were like, I saw something, and you told me exactly what was going to happen, you're dead serious, I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll get off. We'll do the next one. But if you said, smells bad in here, I'd be like, we're dealing with it. Yeah. I heard a bump. It's luggage. Smells bad in here. We should book the next one first class. <laughs> Cap, I want an upgrade. You're like, you don't talk to the pilot, yeah. please. <laughs> on, I'm going to go ahead and knock on his door real quick. I'll be real fast. Real fast. Listen, he'll understand. Um, <laughs> he's not here yet. My God, there's no pilot on this plane? <laughs> pilot? We sir, have to get off. Sir, we're on the ground. No Chill. Pilot. We just started boarding. Um, no, yeah, I mean, like. I feel like maybe we should each split up, each take a different plane so two of us can make it at least. Can't get us, Death. Not all of us. <laughs> all three planes collide. All at three planes. <laughs> oh, and man. We, and cross promotion, we're on Black Box Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on an episode of Black Box Down. <laughs> uh, fantastic podcast. Shout out to them if you want to check them out. They do basically true crime in the air. Yeah, that's awesome. Disappearing planes, Crashing planes. They had an interview. What went wrong in planes? They had an interview with a person that survived a plane crash. That is crazy. My God. I would not want to be in their shoes. That would be so nerve-wracking. I saw a video the other day uh, on Reddit, right, where everything goes, where they were filming. It was like the crew were like, brace, 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 right? Get into the position, do the thing. Oh, God. And someone, I don't know which of the two crew it was in the front or the back, but they're on the phone, like, really hamming it up, like, freaking out, like, you need to brace. We're going to do an emergency landing. And then eventually the pilot comes on and says, in the most casual way, we're good to resume as as normal. Just, like, just keep your seatbelts on. We'll, We'll be fine. And I was like, wait a minute. Everyone's panicking. Everyone's freaking out. You got your crew going, brace, brace, brace. And the pilot comes on. Yeah, everything's going to be fine. Just uh, sit tight. Everything's going to be good. We're going to contact it. I'm like, is it 
are we gonna die or is this just yeah, hunky dory? It. it was the most juxtaposed. Yeah, the most swingy oh my, my emotions have ever been. But I was like, the first sixty seconds of it though were just pure panic, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad for these folks just because they're all like wide eyed, like, oh my god, this is real. The whole time I'd be freaking out until I land. Mm-hmm. Oh, just put me on the ground instantly at that time. Yeah. I don't, I don't care how safe air traffic is. I don't care that I used to design these things. That's probably not helpful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on the ground ASAP as soon as you hear something wrong or, you know, I was on you a, think you're going to crash. Ugh. I was on a plane ride a couple, within the past couple of years where they were just like, uh, Captain speaking, uh, we're going to have to add about 30 minutes to the delay. There is a plane in our lane, so we're just going to go mm. ahead and uh, divert. them. Yeah. Cut and I off. was like, what do you mean there's a plane in our lane? Like... <laughs> What the hell? So we had to divert. It used to be, in my memorable lifetime, so much worse. I don't think we fully comprehend how much better going to the airport has gotten and how much smoother it is to get into the airport, get on a plane and go. Mm -hmm. Because it used to be so inefficient with landing that planes would just stack up and you would end up taxiing or whatever, like in a holding pattern, waiting for lanes to clear up. And now we've got all this software to basically help air traffic control calculate it all in a very efficient manner. So yeah. basically by the time you get to the city, you're not burning gas in the air. You can kind yeah, of essentially yeah. just land uh, unless something goes wrong on the, on the ground or whatever. But man, thinking back to my childhood, trying to make it to Disney World on those like special holidays, I'm like, oh, it was a nightmare. Just delays on delays. Hours ahead of the plane you have to get there. Oh. Crazy times. But anyway, coming back to the theories and you and I dove on this one Right at the top, the next one is that this machine, it kind of builds on, I guess, the construction one a little bit, that this machine is owned and operated by Broadway Locksmith, the facility right next door, right outside this this vending machine. Makes all the sense in the world. Because the owner just said, it was me. I would do that just to mess with people. And then have a, a news article write that they found the person and then do another interview with a different news article and it went, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you say that, man, but people do that. They're like, I did the crime, officer. And then the next article, like, I did not do that crime. I did not. Which is it? <laughs> You're getting in the way of justice. <laughs> justice. <laughs> but, I mean, the reasons behind it make sense, right? Proximity to the store. Remember when this this machine got locked to one of the poles? Well, I didn't get into the details of it. I mean, they locked it down with a pretty heavy-duty padlock. And that padlock that, I mean, was to prevent this machine from getting stolen, basically, was directly purchased from the locksmith right there, from the Broadway locksmith store. So, either... Say the word purchase. Are you saying there's a paper trail? That one. Again, you could just get, like, some random kid to go buy the lock for you. Right. Um, the puppet master of a vending machine owner. He's just like, <laughs> you come to my vending machine. Uh, yeah. The day of my daughter's wedding, what drink would you like? I have a crush. <laughs> For you. Oh, all out of Mountain Dew White I can't. That, now I made him old. Very bad Marlon Brando. But, I but. mean, like, why wouldn't you just want, well, I mean, why, why would you have to purchase it? Right? You just take it off the shelf, use it, mark it off your inventory. Bada boom. Yeah, bada bop boom pow. <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't think that that confirms anything, but it does say to me, someone waltzed up into the store, they waltzed right on back out, and clickety-clacked that onto the thing. 
Now listen, they could have gone home and wait mm. for closing time where everyone goes home, but you don't have to. And then they go out to the vending machine in the dark of the night and then they lock the thing up with that same lock. That lock made a really big round trip. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of rigmarole for very little. It does. To maintain a mystery. I, I think I would just like do a nod and a wink to the locksmith and say, just don't say anything. Let yeah. the mystery live. Yeah. It was to say that it didn't do that. Also, I feel like if you're someone really wanted to government then they can just track <laughs> this uh mysterious soda dispenser dude or do that down you know mm. well, this doesn't have to be a sticky situation sticky like molasses you look like you're cooking up a plan to put this man down you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna do a stakeout as soon as this machine's yeah, back dude. look for fredo on a bench nearby <laughs> wired up with a, he's yeah. like we got them. Just don't look in my ear. There'll be a wire. <laughs> it's like it's like the earliest Bluetooth earpiece you can get. It's chunky. But yeah, I mean, like, and, and to build on this theory a little bit, I mean, it could drum up business, right? If if they yeah. put something out there. Now, if you want to take the numerous employees that work there, if you want to take their honesty um at face value, many of them have been talked to. Many of them have said, no, I don't own that. That's not my machine, nor have I seen anybody messing with the machine in a way that would be indicative of ownership, right? Opening yeah. it up, checking inventory, whatever. Because I'm sure plenty of people come by taking photos, but no one comes through opening it. And then you, I guess maybe they don't have a CCTV outside. Um, I don't know that if there's a Seattle. Yeah. I just like you can only stack so many cans in there. If people are coming around, right? Like this, that famous Ben machine. Let me start dipping my dimes and nickels. Right. If you're trying to find a pattern in in this machine, yeah, they empty it out, and you'd have to come off it. Right. Um, what I would have done is I would have staked out the machine, hand a bunch of nickels and dimes to local kids, <laughs> have them empty it out. You're like the candy man from... Yeah, uh, from Candyman. No, no. <laughs> not the razor blade guy. No, not the murderer. I'm talking about Candyman. The, what was his name? Z Z Zero? Zeno? From Marvel, from from Cap and Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier. Who's the Candyman? The German dude from Candyman. Candyman. You're killing me. You're killing me, Small. <laughs> Remember the guy with the Turkish delight? Oh yeah. In Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I got a better comp. Viserys. Is that what his name was? The Greek god of huh? sweetness. <laughs> Of that sweet ass. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the ball guy with his little birds in Game of Thrones. Varys. Oh. <laughs> There's too many like V names in that show. It's hard to, I mean, I, it's been a minute. I think season uh, eight melted my memory of, yeah. of a lot of that. The last awesome season lore. Left a bad taste. But, but, you know, execution um, on that. Yeah, I mean, seriously, though, create a stakeout plan, all right? Corkboard red strings, and then be on that bench. If there isn't a bench, buy a bench from Home Depot. <laughs> Place that said bench across the street. Where my earpiece? Give give some dimes and nickels to all the kids. They can get all the soda, rot their teeth, and then just stake it out. I give them the JFK half dollars. Oh, yeah. Did that machine take it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that coin was from like. The 50s or something, right? No, not 50s. The JFK's on it. It must have been the 60s, 60s or 70s. So, like, <laughs> this machine's old, but, like, I think it's got a big enough slot. Yeah. 
It's a lot of mysteries. Dang, dude. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> but I mean, like, listen. Or like a news or I don't know. You maybe gotta, like you're you an intern. You sign up sheet on that thing. You know what I mean? I'm you just, buy a soda, you put your name in. I'm just Because saying. whoever's frequenting this machine, someone, one of the buyers must be the seller. Because how does he refill the machine within days of it being out of service? Yeah. Unless he's coming by pretending to be a client. Rat tat tatting on the buttons. All I'm saying is that there was an opportunity there for someone that worked for like the newspaper company. You know what I mean? Maybe you were sorting out the mail, but he had big dreams to make big with oh the my newspaper God. company. That that's could have been your break. You could have cracked the soda machine. That's the case. next theory. Newspaper guy looking for their big break. Yeah, cracks the soda machine case. Yeah, you pointing like it's not there. I know it's there. Don't lie to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Man's been getting into my notes. Wait, the candy man from candy man. <laughs> I was like, that's already the reference. <laughs> candy man. <laughs> I need to see Jordan Peele's new ver uh, new uh, is it it's not a remake. It's a it's kind of like a far sequel, like a modern sequel, right? Cuz I don't know. It still has Jordan Peele's doing it. It still has a lot of characters from the uh, original couple, right? One of the babies that was saved and now grown up. Man. Oh. Yeah, okay, so I answered my own question. Anyway, um, the next theory, though, is, is again, kind of building on some of the ideas of the last one in that this is actually a very interesting, I would almost say guerrilla marketing tactic from a major soda company like Pepsi or Coke. I would wager Coke, given that their yeah, the name sign. is front and center, yeah. and this could be a way to drum up some sort of virality pre-internet going, like pre-current generation of memes i don't know were they called memes then i guess memes don't yeah, mean images not, online yeah. they just mean kind of like what's in the zeitgeist like the right walls. yeah but um talking about i don't know that's interesting i mean it, it kind of is this little like I mean, gray like, zone between the the 80s and now where everything's done through the internet you like you can make sense of it but they didn't really have the internet to do that viral marketing and so maybe they thought then how would they pe how would people how are they gonna how are they gonna, how are they gonna share it i don't know this is uh this is how, are they, gonna, how are they gonna share it yeah and also at the same time it's like word of mouth maybe? make millions out of this vending machine i think it's more about brand recognition i think it's more about this is odd yeah but it seems like and so you talk about the it. new like only local news talked about it yeah Seems, I mean, we're talking about it. Maybe we fell for it. Now, okay, when we think about all of these sodas that came out of it, I mean, obviously they have Coke and Pepsi straight up, but most of these odd sodas, were they under, were they a Coke brand or were they a Pepsi brand? That's what I was asking. Because if you know that, or if it's both, then it's like, okay, then it's yeah. definitely just some person as a hobbyist yeah. soda collector. Papa Pepsi or Senor Coke? Man, I'm desperate to see the underside of any of those cans. Ah, you know like what I mean? Just to see the the age, the like age, if they yeah. were, like, are these first editions or are these like reprints? You know what I mean? Ah, the ability to like reprint that though. Yeah. Yeah, or repackage that. Just looking at the mystery sodas that were dispensed, I just looked up a few. Mountain Dew is owned by PepsiCo, mm -hmm. but Brisk is uh, Brisk is also owned by PepsiCo. But then Hawaiian Punch, for example, is owned by Dr Pepper. Doc Pep is there is like the weird one. They own Snapple and Hawaiian Punch in themselves, and they're just kind of out there on their own. That's why you always have Dr Pepper, regardless of them having Coke or Pepsi products. Yeah, weird. It's just like I don't know, Coke and Pepsi or beef and pepper. It's just like I'm just just a soda with a degree.
<laughs> Fanta is owned by Coca-Cola. Okay, so we have okay, so Variety. yeah. I don't I don't know if this is I mean it's interesting. I think it's definitely worth talking about, but uh didn't think solving the case would be that easy, did you? I mean, the thing that this theory can resolve that I think many of the others can't is procuring out of I keep saying print like it's a comic, out of print, out of manufacturer whatever sodas right the sodas that have been discontinued who better to have access to that than the manufacturers themselves but but the fact that they're all over the place i mean literally the big three are all in there yeah um kind of in, implies that i think it's you know people regular folks i think it, it's someone oh yeah maybe it could be but then yeah i'd like, like to see the years i mean if it's just old then it's like okay maybe they're just buying them off ebay or something like that was ebay back then no buying them from where I don't know, man. When was eBay birthed? September 3rd, 1995. Whoa. Uh, Internet's old. Yeah, it is. Every time I go to eBay, I got to <laughs> dust it off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, kind of before that. Yeah. I don't know. This, this just reeks of somebody having a huge collection that takes up too much space and someone significant other is saying, like for ten years, like Debbie, you got to get rid of your sodas. You're taking up too much living room space. And dang it, I can't see the TV anymore. But what for all these Fanta strawberries? <laughs> yeah, she's sure. like, all right, I'll go put the machine back. I don't know, man. But then, like, how big is that collection then? Like huge. See, I have some questions. What's the foot traffic of this machine? What kind of what kind of soda procurement ratio, like rates, are we looking at? How many, how many people that are fans of this machine have bought a soda, how many sodas, and how often? Because if we know like the, the mass flow of this machine, mm. if we know how many cans are being bought and sold in a month period at any given time, we can figure out how many cans are stacked up somewhere. Especially since they eventually went through all the easy-to-get ones and they just turned them all to mystery buttons. And so... Yeah. And if all the mystery buttons are old, out There's of date... Gotta be an insane amount. I would think that it's someone that somehow worked along the chain, the line, and has access to them. Yeah. Maybe they have like a... But then how are you getting... Well, no, 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 because... Maybe they drove the truck and they're like... Yeah, they drove the truck. These hit the street, so I'm just going to like keep them in my house, but I, I get more than I drink, right? So their garage is stacked with pallets of soda. Yeah. Dang, man. All right, well, let's go into the next theory. This might elucidate us further. So the next theory... It's very similar to the verse theory that we covered, but with more detail. So some people actually believe that there is an unidentified couple who is responsible for placing the machine outside the shop and keeping it in business. So on April 26th of 2014, Fredo, here's that hard evidence you like to see. There is another blurry Aha. photo. It's not super blurry, but it is a uh, from Twitter user C of Doom, C spelled with S-A-E. So maybe say of Doom. Um, but they posted this photo. It, it was a couple in front of the open machine. Yeah. Seemingly restocking it and or checking inventory. You can see all the cans in there. That's exactly what the inside looks like. Uh, nobody ever identified these two folks, nor did anyone ever fess up to being those two people that were in the photo. And so we can't really determine who they are or if they are factually responsible or if they are just, again, one of those middlemen to John Cola. True. The John Cola. They almost got you, John. Yeah, I mean, they've got this thing open and they're checking. So, who's to say they weren't just given the key and the job? Right. 
But why all this effort for a vending machine? It impels me. It does. And why hasn't Christian told me about the poop in the diamonds yet? I think this man's holding out on us. Yeah, we were talking about a soda machine. I was saving it. I've been doing some reading. There's a lot of people who have swallowed diamonds, I've learned. Really? <laughs> no. Really? Common, common occurrence. What the hell? All right. All right. Dude, this week's question. Every day. What's the largest diamond ever swallowed inadvertently and was it recovered? I couldn't find the largest, but I did find potentially the most valuable. Uh, in in 2012, take that. in South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, somebody, a 25-year-old man was caught with $2.3 million worth of diamonds that to be about 220 polished diamonds and he swallowed them all well he's in the process of polishing them <laughs> i mean they got that wide open but yeah i mean who's to say that they weren't just given the job right also why isn't there more photos at this point why isn't someone just run up and just i don't know they're lucky that someone didn't just keep taking photos or they didn't just run up and start taking photos of them yeah and the Man. inside you know what i mean like uh I don't know. I guess at that point, invasion of privacy? It's private property, but on it's a public, public space? Yeah, like, it's on a public... I guess the sidewalk's... Is the, si- the sidewalk's public property. Yes. Um, but if you're public... But it's on the grass. But if, if your private property is on building. public property, but it's like a... Well, it wasn't officially on there. I don't know, man. The government didn't sign off on it. I, I would say it's either somebody at the locksmith or that they know it's tongue in cheek and they, they want to keep it alive because it's more fun to be a mystery than it is to be solved. And so yeah. they just they don't say anything. Also, because, again, if they're putting expired sodas in there, that's a problem. Health purposes wise. And they don't want to be liable. And two, if they are actually recanning sodas that have been stopped, their manufacturement have been stopped, then they know something crazy like someone figured out how to recan crush or something. I, I don't know. Then that would be a whole different topic. So the last theory that I want to talk about is not so much a theory as it is a piece of a theory. I think this could go with literally any of the theories that we've talked about. And it already goes hand in hand with what we have talked about, which is that this is being restocked by someone secretly in the middle of the night, which is counter to this Twitter photo that we see couple in broad daylight kind of messing with the machine, but some Seattle residents claim that they have seen an unmarked white van at the machine in the middle of the night and that the driver of said van is the one who is restocking this machine. But there's little to no evidence of this claim other than, again, accounts made by local residents. But we've pretty much covered all of, like, we have our opinions out there, our theories, we have these theories out there. And what's interesting, and I'm going to kind of re-comb over some of these thoughts because there was a Reddit post that kind of resonates with some of the things that we were saying and it was on the wikipedia subreddit of all places and it was from a post made by sumnum osseus reddit user sumnum osseus and uh, the conversation once again brought up the idea of this soda machine and a lot of people much like you and i are relatively convinced that it is the locksmith owner who owns this machine and owned it the entire time just given where it's at, given the secrecy of it, given that it's just odd and why be secretive. Yep. And then a lot of other people do actually find it intriguing that this could be a real life SCP, which is very interesting. And then to cap off that kind of conversation, another comment of note made by a user kind of reiterates what you and I have been thinking about, which is that regardless of who it is, 
or, or what have you. The reason why it stayed secret is because simply they don't have a permit for either the location of the vending machine or True. a license or permit to sell food products. And for those reasons, they wanted to avoid breaking laws, incurring fines, incurring jail time, or what have you. And so for those reasons, whoever it is why, stayed silent. But why make it not just a normal machine then? My guess would have to be that this is just a soda aficionado. And for whatever reason, they collected all sorts of sodas. They collected all, like, because again... Going back into the 90s and 80s, they were all gimmicks. They were short-lived. Remember, Pepsi yeah. AM, as Christian said, was only around for a year. And so there was kind of an incentive to hoard old sodas. And kind of in our childhood, right, the, the turn of the century, a lot of these sodas either kept coming back around or were brought back on full time. And so now yeah, a lot of those sodas are just permanent. And so the person's like, well, screw it. Why keep them then? And so maybe as a part of their collection, they had old vintage vending machines or maybe they could only afford this one cheap vending machine yeah, damn really into it and so that's that's i know it's a very specific guess but that to me kind of combines all of the little like floating ends to try to combine yeah. to to the best of my ability and no, so they're I mean, just like let me just offload this maybe maybe they were getting up there in age and they were just trying to downsize yeah. their place or they were just like you know what this will be a fun thing to give back this thing that I enjoyed through my years, now I'm just gonna give back to the community. Yeah, I feel like it's at 55 cents. Yeah, I feel like it's just something really simple like yeah. that. I mean, that isn't. I mean, if you look at it, it's not simple, but like it's not like complex. There's no like conspiracy. It's just someone that like happened to create a ton of sodas, mm -hmm. and here we are. I think my favorite part about this is there's nothing nefarious. I was yeah. super expecting there to be some sort of monkey's paw situation. Like, if you buy a Pepsi, you're going to have 10 years of bad luck. If you buy a Coke, your family's going to get abducted, like, fr from by aliens, or I don't know. Like, I expected there to be some sort of um, Tom Hanks and Big sort of situation. No, you buy get, a soda, yeah. and you have some sort of thing you happen You become small. And you become, <laughs> become tiny. But yeah, it, you know, as we always say, it's nice to cover these more, I guess not positive, but... But less sinister topics because mysteries don't always have to be scary. Yeah. I like the fact that this just gave us room to mess yeah, around. Sometimes it's nice to dance in the world of uh, cryptids, SCPs, and the unknown. Sometimes the unknown can be just like benign things in our own backyard. And uh, and I think that is what makes life special. I'm going to end it on that philosophical note. But, you know, okay. if you do end up stumbling onto a mystery, uh, whether you're on your walk to school or mm -hmm. you're perusing the internet and you find a weird video on YouTube or what have you, you can hit us up, redweb at roosterteeth.com. We have an email. Also, the plethora of places that you can leave comments like roosterteeth.com or youtube.com slash redwebpod where you can leave comments and feedback. Hey, and before we go, um, uh, I know we're signing off here. I want to slip in this little factoid. Uh, I, I really appreciate how engaged you all are in the task force. You guys leave comments, reviews on Apple Podcasts. You share us with your friends, all of that every single week. So thank you so much for sharing your theories and everything. Now, I have a request. If you want to continue to be as engaged as you want to be, we have a little survey just about your listening experience with Red Web, a little bit of a way to kind of gain some insight from you guys directly. But if you're interested and you want to take the next step, one step further than that and be super engaged with the podcast, we have bit.ly slash Red Web survey, and we would really appreciate it if you checked it out. But yeah, that's been Red Web for this week. Fredo, any, any parting thoughts? Well, you know, get some. 
Yeah. Yeah. What am I? What am I getting? I'm gonna put this on the list. Any type of uh-huh. beverage you feel Any like drinking tonight. Of beverage. Go right. get it. Getting. Go get it get while the it getting is good. While time equals good. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week for another mystery. Thank you.